Okay, welcome to the United Pubcast and a very special podcast because we are back. And I'm not just talking about um, UEFA Nations League. I did watch um, San Marino and Gibraltar last night, which was an absolute European classic. But I'm talking about actually a pubcast. We're back at the pub and joined by a few listeners, Josh and Vin, who have been on the podcast, but also Param, who's also a very pivotal member of our FIFA 20, uh, FIFA 21? No, FIFA 20 20. Pro Clubs. As Vin's phone rings, is the, your agent calling? Yeah, it's my agent. Agent calling? Yeah. So, um, yeah, speaking of FIFA 20, some of the club members on our pro clubs have um, been lacking a little bit of um, sort of commitment, so hopefully that is something we can address for the next FIFA. But, um, yeah, I think we're just talking that the last pubcast we did at a pub was episode 60-something, maybe early 60s. So um, it is good to get back out, and we're in a little beer garden here in Parramatta having a couple of beers. So, um... Where to start? I want to start. Vin is wearing a Man United shirt, great shirt. But what is on the back of it? Jose Mourinho. Jose Mourinho and number yeah. one. Uh, number one, special one. The special one yeah. was a special one. But speaking of kits, the, the, I think this is the first topic. The kits for um, it hasn't been released yet, but we have all seen it. I'll go around the table. I don't know where to start. Josh, the zebra kit. Where, talk to me. I'm gonna get really controversial. I thought you know. I've just seen this Wolves away kit and I think nothing... The, the Wolves can, away kit was shocking to me. Nothing fair. can top that. <laughs> <laughs> I think we've just done that. We've got to see a Wolves kit and I give you, <laughs> give you a zebra. <laughs> Vin, thoughts? Yeah, it's our third kit. I hope we don't uh, I, I looked down. I think our first yeah. potential game is in December. And maybe Champions League will change that. Yeah. But I went through the first time we got playing. I think oh it's Crystal God. Palace. Oh. It's in December. <laughs> yeah, I hope we don't end, it, uh, end up playing with that often. Yeah, it's, 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 a, it's an eyesore. Yeah. What time? What day of the week Look, you buying it? Um, you buying it? Yeah, maybe we'll see. We'll see. I bought last season's black top, which was pretty good. Um, but I'm just thinking away to the Bernabeu, Hazard. Well, we Benzema, won't have to wear it there because it'll be a little bit too similar. We won't. I don't know. There. I don't know if we can wear that over there. Um, Is there a case that? And look, I'm not defending the kit at all. It's a shocking kit. However, do, can you see a case where? just try and defend me here if I go out and buy a, buy a couple of kits now in 20 years they're going to be gold dust like, do you think it'll be one of those kits that say we win a trophy in uh, look I'm not back us to win a trophy next season but if we win a trophy do you think it could go down as one as a, maybe not the kid because I've seen the shorts and the shorts are up in zebra as well but like, you look at the I'm not comparing it to the 92 blue the Adidas blue kit in 92 that is one where it would have maybe caused a bit of controversy at the time but now it's sort of the most decorated kit in the club's history is there any case for that, or no? It's just, it's just awful. I'm United are enough. renowned for controversial third kits, aren't we? Remember, like the 2002 green and gold. Yeah. Sorry, not the green and gold, just the gold. And then if you turned it around, it yeah. was white. Well, the, the that, that white kit. kit's one of my favourite kits. <laughs> it's amazing. But um, yeah, is there a case that we could see another Southampton case where we could be three 0 down at half time, and the kits get changed at half time? Is that a possibility? Can I think anyone it's an intimidator for sure. I don't know if the other. Was Solskjaer at the pub then? When Solskjaer... Yeah, I'm not, not sure he was. It was in 96, not sure when. Yeah, it, been, yeah. it was back end or start of the season. But um, enough about kits. I'm sure once it's released, I'm hoping that it's still a potential Paddy Power issue. Remember Paddy Power in Huddersfield? How there was a bit of a stunt? Maybe there is that, yeah. but it does look like it is going to be... Would you, uh, would you buy it? It's not on my shopping list. Um, I do like an away kit, but um, I haven't bought a kit for a while. Definitely not getting that one. The home kit's all right. It's growing on me. 
the home kit. I think you can't really get the home kit wrong with United, yeah. the red kit. But um, They've tried to get it wrong in the past. Yeah. No, uh, next yeah. podcast, we'll definitely get Larry to model, because I'm sure he will definitely buy it. I'll back Larry to buy it. Yeah. <laughs> but um, speaking of, well, moving on to the podcast, we're going to talk, so there's not too much news. We'll talk about some of the news in terms of Mason Green. We'll get the 11 shirt, Alexis Sanchez comments, the left back um, from Sevilla, who's been linked with us and just bit a transfer. Um, bit of transfer business, but we'll start on Alexis Sanchez, and none of us speak Spanish, but we all saw the quotes that came out a couple of days ago saying, I don't know what he said, but after his first training session at Man United, he wasn't happy, he went back home and asked his agent if he could tear up his contract, etc. I think when we all saw the quotes, we've all discussed here before, we said, oh, they're just fake, they're missed in translation sort of thing. However, they have turned out to be real. First of all, your thoughts on the um, Alexis Sanchez comments. So I just, I think it's totally unprofessional. As like you, I thought it was lost in translation. Maybe you were saying it might have been better to stay at Arsenal and continue my success there. But it's just, it's just almost disgraceful. You've left the club. You've started your new chapter. Why even dwell on it? Like we saw the performances. We saw the goals and assists. The lack of goals and assists, of course. Well, that, that's it's already the, done. That's the thing. It's not a. It's not an interview. It's a, it was like an Instagram live video he did himself. So what do you think the reasoning for it was? Uh, I think uh, Sanchez is just trying to be relevant in these times. His performances have been like not so good out there. And, of course, uh, he was a waste of money for United. And, yeah, I mean, the more we talk about him, the more irritated I get. I mean, he, he doesn't even deserve an inkling of... He doesn't even deserve an inkling of, uh, what I would say, importance or to stay in the media. I mean, it's it's purely disgraceful, the comments coming in. Where does, for Josh, where does the Sanchez-Di Maria debate now, in terms of, maybe the three of them, let's add Tevez, Sanchez-Di Maria. Where do you rate these three in terms of their standard now, in terms of your opinion? This is controversial, and I've discussed with you on many podcasts that Tevez is probably one of my favourite United players of that 2008 you know period just in terms of his work rate especially in that first season but yeah he went to City and obviously we always hate that and that's what he'll be remembered for the guy that was the Judas that went to City so I'm just going to brush him aside separately and in between Di Maria I think with Di Maria he was a high high I wouldn't say world class but a high quality player that came to a very probably poor United team yeah, we made some good signings and the fact that we had, like, you know, Falcao, which was 50-50, whether he was going to work out, obviously he didn't. We were just starting to, you know, rejuvenate under Van Halen this first season and it looked like it could be a promising, you know, couple of years. Obviously, it didn't turn out to be. With Sanchez, he was going into the United team that had the highest ever finish since, you know, Alex Ferguson. He finished second to City with something like, what was it, 78, 80-odd points? Mm-hmm. You know, quite a few seasons gone past, that would have been enough to win the league. Um, I think Sanchez is really, really probably the worst for me in terms of sour grapes. Just couldn't really hack it. Well, what do you think the... Re- OK, well, whatever he said is whatever he said. What do you think the actual issue was? If he says he's gone in the first day and things haven't been what he was sort of promised or things what he didn't expect... What do you think he didn't expect? Because I've made the joke on Twitter, I've seen a lot of people say the same thing, that what he didn't expect was Mason Greenwood, a 17-year-old, to be better than him. And that's yeah. why he's throwing his toys out yeah. his tram. What, yeah. what do you think has pissed him off at United? I think he was just expected to play in a, in a position that he feels comfortable with without any um, you know, versatility to sort of be that key man. 
but even though yeah City went on to be the Centurions that year it would be the one to maybe potentially surge a late challenge to the league or if not you know close the gap he was he thought he would be that key guy to do it obviously even in he the wasn't. Champions League too like no impact yeah obviously that's yeah severe well, look, we try not to speak about Alexis Sanchez anymore, but we will just have one final word. Is there any, I wouldn't say highlight, but is there any, not, not saving grace, but anything you remember that he did well? Because I remember if we win the FA Cup final that season, I think we remember his semi-final goal against Tottenham. Yeah. Other than that, there's nothing really. There's nothing that stands out. Think, oh, jeez. Uh, second half game, City. City. Second half yeah. City. City, yeah. Yeah. But again, yeah, nothing... Probably his promo video. That's it. That's that's his high part. Actually, yeah, that's the shot. Yeah. When he's just yeah. walking around yeah. Old Trafford, that was beautiful. Well, we'll just go around the table then. I go start with Josh, then Vin, and Pram, Sanchez, or Di Maria. Who is on the hated list higher? <coughs> I just think Di Maria because he despises the club, yeah. and it's funny. Uh, I think it's a tie between Sanchez and Di Maria. Di Maria. Yeah. I think Sanchez is the worst one. Sure. Yeah, I just have a just. I think Sanchez had there's so much circus around. I think maybe not Sanchez personally, but just the whole thing just leaves a sour taste yeah. in terms of the, the transfer, the the wages, everything. Maybe not all down to Sanchez, but um, I think Woodward has a lot to blame. But, Good um, question. Sitting that around, if they were to return to Old Trafford, who's going to get the biggest bill? It's yeah, well, going to be Maria. Yeah, I think yeah, that was, yeah. well, that's the thing. Though. I think that was sort of the gist of my question. And, it's a very good case. Who you knows? Well, there'll be no fans to boo them at the moment. Yeah. But um, yeah. Well, Dean Murray has been back. It will be interesting if Sanchez yeah. um, does get back. But um, speaking of someone who could be the catalyst in getting rid of Sanchez, obviously is Mason Greenwood. And Josh, you watched the England game. He came off the bench for his England debut. Yeah. Uh, promising 12 minutes. 12 minutes. Yeah, he played a part in the penalty actually for England. So nice little ball to Sterling. He won the corner, which eventually led to the penalty. Um, yeah, you said you thought you'd probably get a start, but I think it's probably the right thing do, do, do England have another game? Yeah. Yeah. We'll okay, one, yeah, one yeah game maybe, maybe play there. Against so. Denmark. Um, but yeah, promising. Um, so obviously the big news, actually before we get into the 11 shirt, because I think that is usually just a shirt number, you think, okay, nothing in it. But with United, I think a shirt number does hold a little bit of discussion. Sure. But in terms of United have protected him so much, and I remember over in Perth during pre-season, we talked to a few people in and around the club, and there was a sort of a clear sign they were really protecting Mason Greenwood said no interviews no interviews at all I think with United he only did two interviews with MUTV the whole season Yeah. so in-house interviews very controlled however he's gone on England duty and his first <laughs> questions were about Black Lives Matter and, and Harry, Harry Maguire Harry what are your thoughts in terms of just that in general in terms of England exposing him to that but also United's protection yeah. of him was have United done the right thing by protecting when you see stupid questions like that I think I think it's great that we protect the young players but it, it's just going to become a part of it he's he's going to be that player he's going to be that rock star player in my opinion and he's going to have these questions and he's going to have that publicity that really is going to have all this attention around him so it's something that he's going to get used to and it's nice that at least for the first real professional season that he's had that we've kept him under covers kept him well I, I thought he dealt up. with the questions very well he, he yeah, answered yeah, them fine yeah. no, no issues with his answers at all it just I just feel shit that he was exposed to those type of questions so it was just absolutely ask him about Harry Maguire's court case yeah. he's, how old's Greenwood 18? 18, 18 yeah, he's old. younger than me in, yeah. in, in his first, in his first, first England conference. press conference I thought well his yeah. first press conference in general regardless yeah. England or cl- yeah. club I thought there was just stupidity from yeah. the England press yeah but he took it like really good he gave like very calm and composed answers he didn't go off the line he was still maintaining club first uh, policy so 
Yeah, it was really great to see him uh, at such a young age be, you know, so thoughtful about his responses. So yeah, uh, yeah. But it's it's as you said, it's pretty shameful, like to put him on the spotlight, uh, especially when we, you know, protected him from this media circus. Well, I think not only United obviously protected him, yeah. but I think England should have a responsibility yeah, to do the same absolutely, thing. Absolutely. But yeah. why can't Harry Kane? Um, go and do it. Especially if Mason Greenwood doesn't go on and start the match. You, you know, United, yeah. when they have a European game, a player joins the manager. Yeah. You know that players want to start the match. Yeah. I don't understand why Mason Greenwood, uh, as Josh said, has got 12 minutes. I don't see why he has to go and do it for his first game. Probably Southgate saw Harry Kane's, uh, you know, pre-match speeches at uh, the Amazon. Uh, 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 like, all or nothing. It yeah. was so terrible. Well, so, the, I yeah. think that's the thing. It can, nothing against Mason Greenwood. He answered the questions very well. He's a very well-spoken guy. Fair play to him. But I just think... Uh, uh, I just felt for him. I think United have done the right thing by trying to protect him. He was very, really superb in that. And I think like there's, there's a responsibility now with footballers that he needs to you know, behave mature, maturely because the spotlight is on them. We've seen that with Maguire in, in, in Greece. Um, and I think to do that as well, the, place, the press have got to take some accountability. I mean, some of the questions yeah. he was asked were so condescending and immature. I mean, one person asked him, you know, um, oh, Mason, where are you still living at home? And is it good to get out doing the chores? I mean... He's not a kid, he's an 18-year-old professional footballer that's, you know, playing for England. You know, treat him like, treat him like, you know, a professional. Yeah, no, 100% agree. Now, on to United matters in regards to Greenwood. Again, like I said a couple minutes earlier, a shirt number, you think, okay, it's a number on the shirt. However, with United, it just does mean something for some reason. I don't, don't know why, but it does mean something. The 11 shirt, happy, or do you agree with it? Happy with it? What do you think? It took me a moment to realise it was Giggs' number. Yeah. After seeing Martial in it for so long, but yeah, I'm happy for him. Like it's it's his number now, and hopefully he can carry on Giggs's legacy. I guess. In the yeah, no, David. Well, I didn't call it no insight. Just just a hunch I had because obviously the Seven Eleven probably two mate. Or I wouldn't say Eleven's the most famous because Giggs has had it for so long. But obviously the number seven shirt everyone talks about. But I said a few a few weeks ago that if Greenwood does get a shirt, I think Eleven is a shout. Yeah. Your thoughts, Vin? Yeah, Levin is probably fitting for him, but yeah, I just uh, hope it doesn't put him under much pressure or stress, uh, especially what we saw uh, with uh, who's the guy Adnan Yanuzai, yeah. who got the Levin shirt pretty oh God, soon. Yeah, I forgot he was number yeah. eleven. Yeah. yeah, he got his shirt like pretty soon, and uh, yeah, and then his performances started giving away. So yeah, I hope I hope he doesn't take the stress of having a number eleven at the back. But yeah, it's fitting. Would you? Obviously, we see Greenwood, we see all the potential. We yeah. see, we think he's going to become this superstar. But do you see that there is a potential for maybe a little bit too much unneeded pressure with the shirt number, or do you think it's water off a duck's back? Or no, not at all. I think you know Vin said it in the sense that like he's got some tough acts to follow with Martial, Giggs, and who can forget Yanazai. Right. Um, but I think it's I think it's reassuring for him as well. I mean, eleven just shows that he's in the first eleven plans. Yeah. I mean, to have that number, it implies that you know he's well in social spans, and rightly so. I mean, he played every near enough every game. Post-COVID uh, period, with some you know high-quality performances and goals, he's, he's well in the right to you know to have that shirt. I don't think there's any pressure, and if there is, he can handle it. Yeah, well, just being just came to mind there. Speaking of shirt numbers, um, new sign. Obviously, we spoke about in the last podcast, Donny Van Der Beek is actually officially announced. We actually it wasn't officially announced on the last podcast, but we did discuss it. I wouldn't say a weird choice, but a unique choice of choosing 34. But obviously, the, his ex-teammate who. Um, Obviously, he yeah, had a heart attack for Ajax, and the heart attack resulted in sort of yeah. severe brain damage a few years ago. So, um, not that we, I think, when any any signing comes into the club, 
you just naturally fall. I fell in love with Alexis Sanchez for God's sake. Di Maria loved him. Any signer who comes in and says the right things in a, in a first interview, you fall in love with him. But when when someone does something like this as well, it just adds a little bit of just a little bit of another element which you just can't help but yeah. admiring. Yeah, it's an extra touch, a human touch there about that not forgetting where he's coming from, and at the same time, uh, in the guy. Uh, I'm sorry, I forgot his name, but yeah. he he's uh, he's also a United fan. So yeah, it's it's a pretty moving tribute. Well, I remember the footage that I had. It was a pre-season game, and it was like when a substitute was happening, and he just sort of clutched his chest and fell down. Oh, and it looked like it's happened to Daily Blind with God yeah, at ice as well. Twice, yeah. but um, this yeah. obviously resulted in a sort of well, let's say tragedy. Like he's unfortunately got severe brain damage now. But um, that is something that is, just makes you warm to a new signing. Because he does seem like a very good He did his first interview on MUTV, very well spoken. So, um, actually, any before we get into the next play, which we do need some pronunciation to, it's Van der Beek or Van der Beek. Which one are you saying? I've heard, I've heard it's Van der Beek. Like, it is Van der Beek, but I've been saying Van der Beek for three years, yeah, so, so it's going to be a tough one. Oh, okay. It'll be, yeah, it'll be yeah, hard, yeah, hard, yeah, hard yeah, to train the yeah, yeah. But, How about um, that letter from Van der Sar? Wow. Yeah, well, yeah. what, what do you think of that what in terms class, of Van der Sar? Do you think. Me personally, I think it's if it's from the heart, it's 100. percent Or do you think there is a part of very good PR? I think it's PR. Oh it's, yeah, it's obviously nice. it is PR. Um, but yeah, I think it's PR. It's However, classic. I think it's, it's classic, I, I think yeah, it's yeah. genuine. Yeah. While it's good PR, it's yeah. genuine. I think. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, um, well, there is. Well, I don't need to debate for another day. But in terms of Vandersar's future, everyone does seem hopefully having a career in some capacity at United. But again, that is a debate for another day. Now, speaking of pronunciations, Regulon, Regulon, who knows? But uh, obviously the Sevilla left-back... Well, he's not a Sevilla left-back. He's Real Madrid left-back on loan at Sevilla. So I think any sort of transfers or any communication would be with Real Madrid, I assume. Um, it came over the news, someone obviously asked the transfer guru, Fabrizio Romano, what's the latest on him? And Romano said that Regulon, the Spanish left-back, has been offered to United. Now, offered to United... I could sign up with Vin, obviously the agent just rang before at the start of the podcast. I could say, Vin, I'm offering you tonight. I'll get in touch with Woodward and say, I've got this player. I'm sure hundreds of players get offered to United every season. That's pro standard every week. However, this is obviously a good player um, playing at a top European club. I'm sure there is something in it. Just your thoughts on... I remember maybe before lockdown, I like Luke Shaw. I rate Luke Shaw. However, he frustrates the hell out of me. I... At the time, maybe January, December, January, I said, if a left-back is out there, I wouldn't be opposed. It's not a priority, but I wouldn't be opposed if Solskjaer wants a left-back to go and get one. Just, Prem, your yeah. thoughts on the left-back situation. Especially um, at a cutthroat price, 20, 30 million is what I'm hearing. I think it would be great to get him in because you're sort of thinking someone like that could lock down that position. Only real concern I have is that he's been offered and you don't really want to take who's offered. You want to have your own strategy and see, see I, with, I agree with that that was yeah. my first thought however what if also he's been offered but, he's, but yeah. he also wants to yeah, yeah exactly oh, and that. you've seen the Instagram stories of him and De Gea courting him I guess and yeah I do want him there because I don't rate Williams highly enough well, my, to be there my thought before, before, I, before I go to Vin my thoughts here are I like Luke Shaw however this is a good competition and potentially is better than Luke Shaw okay you got to improve as much as you like him you have to improve I think in terms of our fullback situation, we look at we've got one Bissaka on the right, we've got Brandon Williams as a backup. Delo's future up in the air, potentially his future is away from United. I would see this as a real competitive option at left back, and then you move Brandon Williams to be the backup right back over yeah. Diego Delo. 
Just your thoughts on the whole the, the, this transfer situation, but the whole fullback situation. Yeah, but before we need a fullback, we need to uh, ensure we are well settled in the other positions which we are putting, like especially a right winger. We all know who. Uh, but yeah, in case if uh, if he's being offered or if United is really in it for him at a good price, which doesn't uh, you know damage our dealings with the other transfers, then yeah, I mean. Why not go for him? But again, it's pretty weird that Real Madrid is offering yeah. him. I mean, the last time they did that was Hakimi, and we all know how it went yeah. uh, to Dortmund. So yeah, if they are offering him, then yeah, either Real Madrid is uh, someone's someone crazy is dealing with the transfers there, or no, he's third choice there. So yeah. I think it makes sense. They've got. Berlin, Mendy, and Marcelo as well. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Over Mendy, they signed yeah. him for a good deal. Yeah. So, yeah. So, he is third Probably choice, and sense. he is good enough to be first choice, I'd say. Well, yeah. do you remember in the Sevilla games, did he stand out? Do you remember anything from the left back? Yeah, he had a very good game. I thought he had a very good game against us. Um, he, there's no denying that. He was in the UEFA Europa League team of the season. Yeah. I actually agree with everything Karam said, to be fair. I don't think Williams is good enough for United, personally. Um, I just don't think he does enough um, attacking wise, which Shaw, you know, does. Um, do you think Shaw that, can be frustrating do you at times. Brendan Williams, there, that is down to him as a player, or do you think that's down to him playing on the left, not on the right? I think a bit of it is. I think it's probably yeah, a little bit of that. Yeah. A little bit of that. But in, in terms of that, if we, if we did sign this player, it'd be very similar to the Van der Beek in the sense, little Van der Beek, how do you pronounce it? Um, <laughs> It's a signing that we don't necessarily need, but it'd be good, you know, be good to have. I think there are other areas, as Vinod said, that we need to, um, you know, really prioritise more than that. Well, I think that's the case for me. I think you, you can't hide away from the fact that Man United's the biggest club in the world, and you have to improve, even if it's not a priority area. If the manager thinks that player is going to help me, you have to go and get that player, even if it's. Let's say it's a centre midfielder now. We're just on Van der Beek, we've got Pogba, we've got Bruno. If Solskjaer wants another centre midfielder that yeah. thinks, okay, it's not a priority, but if he thinks it's going to improve the team, you have to back him. Even if there's a gaping hole, even if we're going to take the field with 10 men, if he says, no, I want two left wingers, you're going to have to back the manager. Even if it sounds wrong, you're going to have to 100% back him. So, again, that sort of flies in the face. If he's been offered to United, if United haven't made the initial yeah. approach, you don't know what to make of it. But um, I'm sure there will be... I'm far more made of it, but I have done my YouTube scout and the three-minute compilation. Um, he, he does look good, yeah. Yeah, especially just that. My frustration with Luke Shaw, I think Luke Shaw probably in the Premier League be a lot more defensively sound than this guy. From again, from what I've seen, I've seen YouTube compilations and 90 minutes against Sevilla. But this guy does look just have that. I wouldn't say, I don't, don't want to compare English and European, but he looks far more cultured on the ball in that final third in terms of to be able to deliver. Because Luke Shaw, I think he gets har- harshly criticised in terms of his lack of assists. But I think this player just has that extra little bit of quality in that final third. But, um, yeah. If we're dominating games, we need that attacking option on yeah. the left and the right. That's why you see the criticism of wan as well sometimes. But yeah, it's well, good to yeah. have these attacking options. And it's a shame that low hasn't worked out because you think of him as that attacking option. Yeah. When you're playing the lower, le- lower level sides, you need to have that offence there yeah no definitely well we'll stay on the trend of Inns and no real specific names we'll just throw it around the table um, but you want to start off with Inns we all said here our priority might be centre back but obviously the big one is Jaden Sancho who's the opposite door centre back he's a right winger but um, Josh in terms of transfer Inns who you one want but also to expect in maybe moves for I wouldn't write off the Sancho deal just yet. I think there's still you can't take anything that chief executive for, or the you know the head of football for Dortmund says with pinch of salt. I mean, he said he weren't gonna get rid of um, the player that went to what was he called? Rudiger. 
other book was called um, the preseason uh, training yeah a while ago some player, he said some player wasn't going to leave for, uh, for Osman Dembele. Dembele. oh yeah, 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 yeah. he's done it for a yeah, yeah. he did so, it for Lewandowski as well so yeah I mean, with Sancho I think if we signed Sancho at another centre back it'd be a very you know very very positive you know transfer window in addition to this left back if we get in well I think everyone is saying centre back I've, I've said this repeatedly on the podcast okay let's get a centre back in who the top know. class, yeah. top it's four a team, either class. the Spanish, German, English Premier League team. Someone you know established who has experience, not another you know prospect. But in terms of, and look, 100% agree. However, okay, we're saying okay, go get this established centre back. Name an established centre back who you can get. Okay, everyone's mentioning Koulibaly at the moment. The links are with City. There's no, no real noise with United. Every centre back link with United is that 19, 20 year old coming through. Yeah. Is that what we need? All, yeah, all of them look fantastic. I'm, I'm surprised we're going for Ake. I'm surprised oh, we're not, going him. for Kulabalai. Um, yeah. it's, it's just surprising, but obviously he has... I don't know if, if, if that's down to Solskjaer, if that's down to Woodward, who knows, but we'll see. Time will tell. I've got a different name in mind for that. I'm thinking more David Alaba. There's just something about him. I think with Maguire's inability to turn around at pace... Do you think... Uh, you, well, I'm 100% agree. I really like him, however. Yeah. Put piece on an issue with European champion come yeah. to United who finished what did we finish third or fourth in the Premier yeah, League the, yeah. can, can you see a need for that or do you think if he's going to join United it would be very much a case if of Bayern let him go that Bayern squad for me is very loaded with um, they had that back line but Lucas Hernandez and Pavard were on the bench that's the World Cup winning fullback <laughs> duo yeah. and they're on the bench for you guys so I do think he will leave how old is Alaba now? So in his prime. So yeah. look, I think I don't know his contract situation. I assume that'll be a lot of money. He got, he got one more year in the contract. One more he year, hasn't so, signed yet. Yeah. So look, I, I think United probably do have a decent relationship with Bayern Munich. However, yeah. there's just been no noise of that. I, I like yeah. the shout, but there's just yeah. been no noise. Yeah, obviously yeah. Woodward doesn't think as well as us yeah. here at no, the club. Exactly. But yeah, absolutely. Any trends besides besides that might be a centre back, but any other? Uh, no, nah, I think I think we are going. We are in the right place like we have to sign I mean we have to show more urgency in the transfer window uh, Sancho is going to be one of those I hope and uh, I would love to see Upamecano but I don't see him coming to United this window because he just signed a contract so I don't yeah. see him I don't see them selling to us but yeah I would like to see Alaba because uh, got one more year in the contract but apart from that I've, I'm reading kind of news about Thiago coming to United uh, not sure but if the manager wants a central mid he gets a central mid it's easy well that's the thing he's one of my favorite players for years I remember you almost signed it very close under David Moyes Moyes yeah and, first uh, season unfortunately it does look like he's going to go to Liverpool and I just feel this is quite Liverpool orientated in terms, of, in terms of it's, it's Bayern Munich using United to hurry Liverpool up yeah. Liverpool are happy to use it in terms of when he joins Liverpool he rejected United not Liverpool <laughs> I, th- I think it's well, all, all signs go to Liverpool however I think he's a perfect for, for Pogba and Bruno he could sit in behind them and there's different types of defensive midfielders you look at what Skulls and Carrick did for us are completely different to what Kante does for Chelsea so in terms of different they're different to what Nemanja Matic does so we all want that sort of all-action centre defensive midfielder. However, in my opinion, the way I like football being played, I like that player. I like yeah. a Michael Carrick, Paul Scholes, which obviously Thiago is. I've but seen again, you, I've I think seen he's you in pro clubs with that, with that defensive mid-build. Well, my <laughs> defensive mid who gets caught in the out of yeah. yard box and yeah. not tracking yeah. back, yeah. waiting for the ball. Yeah, yeah exactly that. But um, no more, maybe a little bit, let's go 30 seconds on Jaden Sancho. 
I'm just L- thinking the latest. I am so scared we're not going to get him. My, my, hunch, my hunch, I still think we'll get him. Oh. Like we said, I think every second word on this podcast is PR. I just think from the PR point of view, United got to make it happen. 11.59pm, uh, whatever sure it is. Transfer deadline. Transfer deadline, yeah, and then we'll speak. So, yeah, uh, I would love to see him at United, and we really need uh, another dimension in the attacking area. So, yeah, I would love to see him, but, well, yeah. As the only Englishman on the podcast, Josh, Jaden Sancho. I just don't think it's going to happen now. Yeah. No, personally not. So, yeah. oh, well, well, way to so put a damper on things. Sorry. <laughs> Look, um, if you're going to believe the work experience guy at Manchester United who oh. said he's hacked into the 60th of September, which we should all set our dates well, well, seven, <laughs> that 7 million followers think that. That's where we're going to sign Jadon Sancho. And I'll happily eat my words. And you know what? If we sign him, I'll make a statement now. I will buy the Zebra kit with Sancho on <laughs> All right. There okay. you go. Okay, write that down, everyone. And um, yeah, you can model it with Larry on the next podcast. Or the first, first um, podcast after the deadline finishes. But uh, all the positives of all wanting everyone in and sort of how we can improve. Obviously, the reason we haven't been able to improve in recent seasons is some of the players at the club haven't been good enough. Where to get rid of? We'll start with that, maybe Chris Smalling. It looks like at the maybe at the time you listen to this, maybe there's been a development, but Chris Smalling does look potentially off to Roma on a permanent deal, which I will tell you, in a worst case scenario, I've said on the podcast before, if we can't get our centre back, bring Chris Smalling back, I think he'd be fine. Not ideal, but he'd be fine. However, He's obviously got his own personal ambitions and fair play to him, he's, rightly so. It looks like he's off to Rome on a good on a full-time deal. Good, happy, please, yeah. Dad. We always talk about getting rid of Smalling and Jones, but we never actually think what what's in their minds right now, what they want to do, but it seems like he wants to stick it out at Roma and good on him. And, yeah, all the best to him. And I think we've just moved on from that era of shithousery. Yeah. Yeah, small Dini to Roma, I uh, think it's going to get done. And uh, yeah, I'm happy for him that he got a good club in Italy rather than going into some Turkish league or something. But yeah. I um, think also it's good to see an English player like that. Sometimes they United, the, the move for a centre-back after you finish your career at United is go to Everton or to go to yeah, Aston yeah, Villa yeah, yeah. or something. It's good to see it's just something different. Yeah, absolutely, um, yeah. Well, in terms of, just Prem just said earlier, in terms of we, we look at Jones and Small, we sort of always debate them as a collective. Do you view Smalling's, in terms of his decision-making over the past year or two, do you view Smalling's mentality and professionalism different to Jones in terms of Jones very seems happy to collect his wage? Jones is like, you know, a, a, low, a £1 million Garth Bale on the bench. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, with Smalling, I, I, I can't echo the guy's words enough. I'm, I'm really happy for him and there's nothing more pleasing... Um, than the United player actually doing well um, outside the club I know it can be frustrating because obviously for all the you know the drastic things that happened to us in the first half of last season we think you know we've got these players that are doing quality on loan um, you know we've got Smalling playing you know every game for Roma we've got Ashley Young scoring eight goals for Inter Milan we've got Lukaku having his highest scoring I mean, and we're, we're stuck with you know all these problems what have we done it was great for Syria yeah but it's great it's great for them and taking you know Young and Lukaku, they really fit into a Conte style of play anyway. Conte's renowned for playing wing backs. See that with Alonso um, at Chelsea and Victor Moses, then they've got probably about four or five goals collectively each. Um, they suit the style of play. I think, like you, Tom, I'd be happy if we couldn't get a centre back in this morning wanted to play for us. I'd be, I'd be happy to keep him personally. I think, you know, on his day, he can be good. 
Oh, you, you look under that time, NL season. Time, time uh, everyone, everyone jokes about Mike Smallin, but he was very he was potentially. Yeah. I, I don't want to say because I can't cast my mind back that far, but I wouldn't say that he'd be close to potentially the best centre back in the league that season. He was exactly. very good, and you've not seen him play. You've not, we've not seen him play aside from England, maybe a few times. We've not seen him play at club level with Maguire. It might be a different story. Yeah. Never know. Yeah, yeah, I was surprised that he was never given the England shout when. Um, when Ollie was starting in that little three to four month period where he was looking really good and yeah. Jones as well, all of our centre backs, they yeah. were really shining. Well, Phil, Phil Jones looks ten, good when he plays, period. he just doesn't yeah. play. But speaking of Phil Jones, I haven't seen how valid these rumours are. I've just seen on Twitter his name and the other club linked with them. There has been a little bit of talk at Newcastle. Do you see Phil Jones actually moving or do you think it's just going to be one of those guys yeah. where he's just going to run his contract down? Phil Jones is that kind of professional I can see who's comfortable where he is he is not making a move do you use that as, uh, I agree however do you use that as a criticism because we can sit here at a pub on the other side yeah. of the world and say how dare he just collect the money however if you're on that money as a professional absolutely I wouldn't, I wouldn't complain about it yeah. but at the end of the day like when he played for us it's either there's no grey areas either he's been shit or either he's been really good so uh, if he goes for Newcastle um, I'm quite sure uh not sure who what's the backline for Newcastle is right the now. The and uh, not sure about the other one. Oh, you yeah. think it's probably Steve Bruce is yeah. still there. Uh, Bruce still the yeah. manager. Yeah, Phil Jones walks in. If Steve Bruce yeah. is the manager, walk into Phil the Jones walks in. Yeah. He's got the captain's arm there. Yeah. I'm telling you, he walks in. Yep. Yeah, so he is a generational talent uh-huh. um, for the Newcastle board that's listening. Well, he's not going to be a player that leaves and wins like multiple trophies. Very similar situation, I think, in the sense of Welbeck. He's too injury prone. I think, unfortunately for him, and I never wish that anyone injured him just going to tarnish his career. Absolutely. And it's getting to that stage with Shaw, but I'm worried that's going to be the same with him at left back, which is maybe why this new left back link may not be the worst, you know, yeah. link in the world. Well, two players before. I don't think there's too much to discuss, but Lingard and Pereira. I think everyone sort of universally said, okay, they probably have to go if the right offer comes in. I think both parties, both the club and the players, happy to see them go. However. There's not much talk. Everyone's almost just yeah. assuming they're going. Yeah. There's no real clubs linked with them. Yeah. Uh, to be honest, like Lingard's always been my guy, especially when he uh, won the FA Youth Cup, I guess, uh, way back with Pogba and all. He was a player I wanted to see him shine. But unfortunately, he got a lot of things going on at the same time. His clothing line, for instance. And uh, yeah, he hasn't, been, uh, he hasn't been up there. But I, I would still see him as a good squad player for us. Because sometimes he turns up into this moments and he he works hard off the ball, which players or probably pundits or probably most of our viewers don't see. But yeah, he he's a good squad player. He's not like as much as uh, he doesn't deserve the hate he gets on the social media. Of course, I don't think any player besides Sanchez and De Maria, I don't think any players really <laughs> absolutely. Sort of yeah, even Phil Jones. Yeah, yeah, he doesn't deserve that hate. But yeah, you know, uh, I I I don't see him going. I think he would be a. a good addition to the squad player but the age he is he's 27 I guess and I think he wants to play more minutes so I'm not sure uh, where is he going to end up with especially with Raiola as his uh, agent yeah, yeah, I think we don't know probably that, he might that aspect yeah. of it yeah. he's got some and I, I like, he's not disclosed it but I know he's got some personal off the field issues and it's very easy to, to you know to tarnish that with his career and say you know he's got a clothing line as well but you know players got a plan after football they've got a plan of career not everyone wants to be a manager not everyone wants to work for Sky Sports to be a pundit they've got you know plan for life because football is cruel and it doesn't, like, you know, it doesn't last forever yeah 
No, definitely. Um, is there any other news trying to jog my memory? No other real news or anything comes to mind that you want to discuss? I'm just trying to think. It's, a, it's in the middle of the UEFA Nations League, for God's sake, so there isn't too much news out there. I'm sure next week when the transfer, or when the season arrives, because actually this time next week, Arsenal, I saw in Sydney time, it's a 9.30 kickoff. The season starts, Arsenal v Fulham. So hopefully by midnight, I think we'll all be tuned in by AFT, for AFTV, hopefully. Um, but no other news or nothing are, are you, you want to bring up? Are you guys looking at anyone in the academy that will take the step up this year? Uh, it's hard. Look, ideally you'll probably always look to it. However, this year, I'm not sure United are in a position to be able... I think you have to look at... Well, Brandon Williams is already there. Scott McTominay yeah. already there. Mason Greenwood's already there. Yeah. There comes a time where, OK, if the right play comes through, fantastic. However, this might just be a shit time for some of them. Yeah. Yeah. Some yeah. of them might just be coming through. They, they might go on to become world-class players. However, just at United now... It might not work. I saw Dylan Levitz. I think he started for Wales. He started, yeah, yeah he did. So, so, so there'll be players like that, which I'm sure in the Champions League and League Cup, I'm not sure. I think Dylan Levitt, like you said, um, potentially. I think it's been a hard time with COVID, but youth football has sort of taken a halt yeah. collectively everywhere, globally, really. So, Well, I think if Diego Delo ends up, and again, he hasn't really been sort of hotly linked with anyone, but if he ends up leaving, I can really see a potential where Brandon Williams has looked at the right back. Um, Ethan Lowe cover, and then yeah. you look at someone like Ethan Laird yeah. and a bit again I think it unfortunately which I, I love to see the young players come through here unfortunately I just think it's a case this season where there's no room for them we've got a huge squad we're, we're looking to invest heavily hopefully and it's unfortunately might be a case for something I think like the opposite with all the fixture congestion I think there is a chance well, there'll definitely, the definitely room for yeah. them however then you look at and I don't disagree, however, then you look at midfield, we've got Pogba Bruno, at the moment, Van der Bank's on the bench. Yeah. So Van der Bank's the, the player who comes in yeah, over Dylan true, Levin. True. They won't be getting bench spots. And then, then you've got McTominay, then you've got yeah. Fred. I'm uh, not sure if FA's going to scrap uh, uh, the Carling Cup or the League Cup. No, no, United are in it. There was yeah. a rumour during lockdown, yeah. but the only change to it is the FA Cup, there's no replays, yeah. and the League Cup, only the semi-final has no second league. Yeah. So, so there's been no change, yeah. really. Probably the youngsters like Ethan Laird and probably James Conner can have a look in, yeah. and yeah, probably they can get some minutes. Uh, I think it. it might be a case it might be essential this this year. There's always sometimes a debate in terms of should you loan him out or keep him. I think this year might be a case we'll just get him out on loan, yeah. see if they can play, see what yeah. happens. The Garner 11. For sure, yeah. I think that's something they need to especially, do. Yeah, especially that, most yeah. of the clubs in the lower leagues, they cannot afford the transfer fee. Probably, uh, especially because of the COVID thing. Yeah. Uh, probably they can. They'll end up loaning a lot yeah. of players. In probably do them a lot of good as well with the yeah. lower level clubs. Yeah, the bigger teams are loaning their players Absolutely. out for a season. No, definitely. Well, we will do a podcast maybe on youth football um, in the coming weeks, uh, maybe after the season starts. I'm sure there'll be an international break, maybe two or three weeks into the season. Um, it's always the case, even though there's one now. But um, enjoy this. Um, I think maybe we'll do it maybe maybe once a month while Sydney sort of does try to get back to some type of normality. Maybe once a month, um, maybe sort of meet up on a pub on a Sunday to have a chat. Um, any Man United New South Wales supporter club events would potentially have a good kickoff time against Brighton. I think it might be our third or fourth game of the season. However, we do have to discuss with the pub what the restrictions will look like. But um, if you do want to come on the pubcast, come to any of those events or any. Um, we'll, po- we'll post on Twitter, both on here and the supporters club will post it as well. But um, yeah, Larry's work schedule and my work schedule is starting to maybe sync a little bit um, as he returns to his office. So. The pubcast, as it is traditionally known, might return more regularly, but at the moment it will again be done via Zoom, except for these maybe monthly meetings where any listener can come down and have a say on whatever regarding United. So if you are listening, which you definitely are, on your podcast app, it's very simple. Um, you're ho- obviously holding your phone now. Um, iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, whatever it is, whatever rating 
um, your app allows, please do it. Follow us on all the social media accounts, UTD Pubcast. Um, it'll make Larry and myself extremely happy. Um, a pleasure, boys. Nice couple of drinks and off to get some lunch. Glad to be cheers back at the that. pub. Yeah, absolutely. All right, cheers. See ya.